So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. So what's so fascinating about um, DC Carly's style is that, yes, we are focused on Japanese street fashion and the various subgenres of it, but we're also respecting a culture, but also bringing in our own culture as yeah. well. And so what um, Kawaii means to you is different across person to person how I present kawaii is going to be different from the person that's next to me. Yeah. And that's something that people kind of forget when it comes to the heart of what Japanese street fashion was. It was mm-hmm. a rebellion. Yeah. And so that self-expression shouldn't be limited either. I would say the biggest pushback that comes from DC kawaii style is when we start using terms like Afro kawaii and representing the different sides of J fashion that isn't... um pale and the regular standard of beauty that seems to be globally loved and cherished and seeing that it's disheartening in some places but I also know that it's nice to see people who are of my skin tone doing J fashion I just listened to another podcast where someone who lives in Tokyo she does um a lot of Larmy K and uh, Gyaru and she's black yeah. And that's beautiful that she can do that fashion in Tokyo. That's like, that's real time. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> but um, it's important for her to. And is she there. welcomed? Yeah, I that's believe awesome. so. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I believe she's welcomed. As long as you're respectful to the culture, I think that's important. Don't just be doing things like all willy nilly because that's ridiculous. And I would call that being uh, uneducated American yeah. at that point. <laughs> but. We have a lot of those. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but J Fashion is so. Um, fun in the fact that you can also navigate it however you want yeah um i haven't quite given myself a genre label when it comes to my style mm-hmm. i would say if anything i think someone said kawaii k so it's just like general kawaii but i do like things with yami kawaii dakura mm-hmm. and other those other genres like that I love Lolita, don't get me wrong mm-hmm. that fashion is too expensive for me yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i'm not ready for that commitment also and- not in the summer all those crinolines. I know. I would just sweat. We actually, a lot. there is a DC Lolita community, and I love when I see Lolitas out in the world. Yeah. They're like so beautiful, yeah. and it's just wonderful. But I'm also like, how are you not dying at the same <laughs> time? <laughs> like, I could not have all that fabric on yeah. and still exist comfortably. Like, I, I get nervous sweats. I couldn't be a Lolita because yeah. I think I sweat too much. But they're. It's nice to see Lolitas of color. That's yeah. also really important to see Lolitas doing natural hairstyles. Yeah. That's also really fun and cool. And when it came to Nisikawa style, that's where I learned the term Afro Kawaii. And I was telling Amani, because she's the founder of our community, that like that was so important for me because I was told that I'm I'm not black enough for liking this or I'm being in Colombia, people already dismissed me. was like, oh, you grew up in Colombia. And I'm just like, yes. And I can hear Diana chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what were you supposed to be? 
Um, people want that, like, hip-hop fetishized version of what black is. You can desire us, but you don't want us to do anything else besides mm. that. And that's annoying, because there's more facets to a black woman than that. Yeah. And there's different types of what black is. And it's cool that we have the term blurred. That's mm-hmm. also fun, black nerd. Um, have you been to BlurredCon? I'm going and I'm paneling this year, actually. Nice. So that's even better. Um, so What's your panel? Just... Black femmes and creative writing. Cool. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, oh, you're going to BlurredCon. I went last year. Oh, Yeah, wow. so I'm looking forward to it. I had a good experience. I was on a panel about creating web series and problems of representation in web series because that's really important. That has not gone away. It hasn't. <laughs> it's crazy Shut that we're still up. having these conversations at this day and age. Maybe because my mind's like living in three thousand. I don't know. <laughs> well, good. Keep your mind there because yeah, we need we need trailblazers. But also, the, what you brought up about um, the Japanese street fashion being. A protest fashion mm-hmm. that is crucial and i think that realizing that that is open to anyone it is and what's so wild is i think people think j fashion is just only for people who are living in japan but there are not that many people in japan who are actually doing j fashion so yeah. very like it's a niche if anything and then there's so many niches within yeah there's like <laughs> it's layers yeah like <laughs> Uh, EGL and then Mamba and then I can't even keep up with all yeah, of no, them. Yeah, there's so many. Like, and some of them have gone out of fashion. So I'm like, literally, there there are so many, and they're self propagating. So they should continue to self propagate, like internationally across different communities. Alternative fashion in general, I think, has come to be more trending than anything. Mm-hmm. J fashion is just, I guess, a further step into alternative fashion in those spaces. I would say that Harajuku fashion is very loud when you see it out in the world. And that's scary because people don't want to be loud. They just want to be quiet and go about their days. And that's fine. You can be quiet and go about your days. But there are some people who don't want to be quiet all the time. And as an introvert, I think the loudest aspect about me is my fashion. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be startling. People, I, walking down this street, actually, people are like, oh, wow. So one guy muttered, I like the color. I'm just like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but being this loud takes a different sort of confidence that a lot of people are afraid to dabble in. That would be another question that I get a lot too is like, how do you like do you all this pink? I'm like, I just do. I just exist. Yeah. And I should be allowed to exist. And you can do the color that you want to. Yeah. You might not like pink. Wear purple. Wear blue. Yeah. Do green. I actually really like my green wig. I don't wear it as often. But yeah. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, anything else that is kind of like on your mind? So I know that we had talked about your psych major and mental health and the intersection of fashion and culture as expression. And then also the experience of being in an all-white school and the emotional labor there, um, the experiences with your father. Um, anything else that you think? I feel like you covered me pretty well. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to, you can put me under the microscope if you want to ask. I would say, when are you dabbling into kawaii fashion? And by the way, it is not limited by age. Fun fact. I love that. Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? When are you dabbling into kawaii fashion? I have no 
idea. Um, if I were to describe how I dress, um, it is actually a reclamation, that bad relationship that I was telling you about. It is, um, it's a, it's actually a reclamation of some negs that I've received in film school and from that bad relationship. Hmm. Um, in film school, they called me, uh, the Nexus Six. Yikes. <laughs> because, um, I guess I, I wasn't, they were all there to get MRSs. They wanted wives out of grad school. I was like, I'm in grad school to learn. Right. I don't you know, know why that's a hard guy like, to get. And, women receiving education is a serious thing. I'm going to take it seriously. But I wasn't interested in dating, and that was like... So I, I was obviously there's something wrong with me, and I was a replicant. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, and I was like... <laughs> so I just took that, and I was like, great. I'm going to dress like Blade Runner now. And then the other one, bad relationship person, said, you always dress like a dystopian female dictator. It's so, like, it's just so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, you don't like my dystopian female dictator look? I'm going to do that more. So I don't know if, um, and I think that, like, the cosplay comes out of that as well. I'm not sure if I, you would be better. You're, you're like, the touchstone here. Are there any, am I doing anything without realizing it? Um... Looking through your Instagram, you probably would like, I'm probably going to butcher saying this, alarming, okay? There's like a mature princess look that comes out of Lolita, but isn't Lolita. It's softer. You might like that. It's very elegant and very poised. I feel like you would do very well in that fashion. Um, But then I could also see you doing like a lot of hard decor. That's like a lot of accessories, like just blowing people out of the water and overwhelming them with your presence. Because I think that's what decor is. It's just overwhelming them with accessories. And especially when you're small. Right. small. (laughs) Like having a big presence is important. Right. Important. Because people will try to take up your space, diminish your voice. I have a really loud footfall. I sound like an elephant coming down the stairs and I have never corrected it because I'm weirdly proud of it because you think that some dinosaur is coming down the stairs or something. And that's just me, you know? (laughs) So like any way that you can reclaim space when people are trying to like take and take and take is really important. And people, if, if they want to quiet your voice or, you know, claim your ideas at a board meeting or whatever, Anything that you can do to make yourself be like, no, I am visible. I have self-validated to the point where you can try to invalidate me, but... I think that's also why I love color so much. My relationship with color varies depending on my mood, but being so vibrant, it's just... I stick out. Yeah. And I don't want to be a backdrop or ignored that might just me being a Leo, I don't know. But when I'm in pink, it's also a loud color that's yeah. equally soft. And I love that feeling because that's kind of how I view myself. Yeah. Loud but soft. I was going to ask. Oh, you had posted something on Instagram recently. And it was a special clothing line with, like, medications done oh, in, yeah, like, a yeah. like really bright color palette that was sort of Murakami-ish. 
So um, the term is changing now. Um, that pill outfit from Eglion Creations, it's based off of manic depression bipolar and that's something that is very attuned with me with the ups and downs the highs and lows and i love that it was such a vibrant so there were two options the vibrant and the pastel yeah normally i would probably gravitate to the pastel but i did the vibrant because that's what mania is yeah. it's it's vibrant both in a positive and negative way and i loved that series of pieces because it spoke so much to me and that's why I loved it and I'm happy that my partner got the matching shirt yeah it's like a really cute little dynamic um picture shoot but wearing the I'm trying to say the newer name now I think it's Mare Kawhi or Mere Kawhi it's like Nightmare Kawhi yeah so it's a nightmare that's cute essentially is where this new term is coming from because they're trying to deviate away from using the term minhara mm-hmm. and minhara is um a term for like the mental health activism in japan okay. and that's theirs and i want to respect that as well yeah so i'm trying to not use that term yeah. but that's essentially where that like style comes from is representing aspects of mental health um it might be things more medically related like you know pills mm-hmm. obviously but that outfit i think is quickly becoming one of my favorites because something so vibrant and negative at the same time is just how I feel. Yeah. And I loved that feeling when I was wearing that outfit. I probably could have styled it a little bit better, but Quirkon, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> it looked great. It looked great. I I mean, I tried. Because I, I, here I am. I'm like, so I was lurking on your Instagram and I saw this thing and I'm going to bring it up. But um, when I was putting that outfit together, I had the aspects of the pieces like the pill pieces but then i also had the donuts Mm -hmm. and something so sugary and sweet and i liked the contrast of something sweet and then also something so i guess taken as negative yeah because people put down others for not doing the sort of self-care that isn't you know drinking water exercise that's all you need to be healthy and happy as a person and taking pills is horrible and you shouldn't do that it's not healthy blah 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 